Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we build worlds based off a 20-sided die. I'm Jordan. And I'm Cody. And with us for a very special episode is Lexi and Holden. Hey! Hey! Yes! (laughs) (laughs) So, um, just really quick, tell a little bit about yourselves, and I have a quick question. What is your least favorite animal? Very good. Oh, yeah. What, do you want to? You start. Snakes. She hates snakes. She can't even look at plastic fake snakes or snakes on television. She literally freaks out. It's kind of hilarious to me, which is evil, but I have a good time with the Ooh. fact that she hates it. That makes me really sad. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, you, I'm a snake guy. Uh, I'm, I'm glad a you have the correct opinion about snakes. No, no, snakes should die. Kill them with fire. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I, I would never wish any harm to uh, a snake. Like, I've oh, accidentally rolled over a couple. I grew up in florida so i've actually like you know driven over a couple of them before and i feel really bad about it while also being scared that like part of them have somehow gotten into the car but um i i would never want any harm done to uh a snake i just don't want to see one ever and that's because you're a lovely person of like cody (laughs) but fake snakes are the worst because they're unpredictable and they they can get thrown at you by a child you can be chased around with one. It is one of my favorite things I did recently was like Lexi'd never seen Raiders of the Lost Ark and she oh, knew, no. you know, she knew the scene was coming. Like we, you know, I warned her, but I got to like describe to her the scene with <laughs> while she just sat there with her eyes closed the whole time. So it was hilarious. The whole the whole time I was just going like, Oh God, there's just so many snakes in this room. And you wouldn't so believe many how many snakes, snakes are in this room. Oh geez, they're all over them. Oh Lord, the snakes. <laughs> It was very fun That's for me. That entire series, though, is so snake-heavy. It was kind of awful. <laughs> um, my least favorite animal, I'm going to go and say, by the way, you said nothing about yourself. You only said that you hate snakes, Lexi. I just married Holden. That should say everything. We just got married. <laughs> we, um, uh, I stream on Twitch a lot, so you see our domestic life a lot. It's very out in the open. Holdenator's <laughs> on Twitch, Podcasters and the Bruiser, and my least favorite pet or animal rather not pet i would hate to keep this as a pet a possum Oof. oh I, yeah I yeah possums yeah. i the tail is disgusting i don't the even, tail is snake like i don't even mind rats it is a snake tail it's more wormy wormy i'm wormy. like I, yeah. I love snakes i don't like worms i don't like worms either. And they got I, mean, those, I don't like, like anything without me they have the bug eyes and if you run into them they go <laughs> and um we, we also kind of awful. we also had a lot of those in Florida, and I had a few awful run-ins. I mean, the really? thing about running into a possum is they're just as unhappy as you are about the whole confrontation. But still, <laughs> it still is just awful, and I cannot stand them. So there you go. That's me. So I I have an awful possum story, and well, I have <laughs> go two, for it, dude. I have two really bad possum stories. I'm gonna tell the nicer of the two, and I'll just let you guys infer what the worst of the two is. Because it's rather graphic. Anyways, I lived in the middle of nowhere, and I had barn cats, and um, possums would get in and attack our cats. So they were a problem. We had feed in our barn, and they would get in and eat that. So one time I went down to my barn, and there was a possum playing dead, just sitting on, like, a hay wagon. And... You know, you run through your mind, like, what's all the things I can do with a possum that isn't moving? Because I can't just be like, shoo, or get near it, because it'll bite me. So what I ended up doing was uh, I put on welding gloves, which are like these big, thick, gauntlet gloves. Uh, I got a bucket, and I put the bucket on top of the possum. And I'm like, great, problem solved. Now there's a possum in an upside-down bucket. 
So then I had to like try to slide it off of the hay wagon onto a lid and then flip it over. And I'm like, great, now I have a possum in a bucket. God. And then I'm just like, <laughs> what do I do now? So I'm like, I could fill the bucket up with water, but then I'm like, I'm just going to drown a possum? <laughs> I'm like, do you try to stab it? But how do you stab a possum in a bucket? Throw you it know, off to the field, man. You what get you a broomstick, and I'm like, I like tried to poke it, but oh, that it moves, you know? Co- Cody. So I'm just like, I, and then I was like, I guess I just like put it on an ATV, drove to the back of my yard, and then I just kind of shook it, and then I tipped the bucket over, and it ran away. And I'm like, okay, there you, okay, go. There you go. So all right, you just first, you just fucked yeah, with me. Yeah, that was the, that was the best encounter I've ever had with a possum. First, I want to say that whole story just reminds me that I need more black friends. Second, <laughs> I realized that we're never gonna have guests again after that story. <laughs> Just say goodbye to doing a guest on the show. Jeez, if it man. makes you feel that was rough. I just love it was just the simplest solution, and yet every solution you had was like the most complicated, insane <laughs> solution before you came to the clear, obvious <laughs> fucking answer, which is let it free and it will just, run away. Yeah, what, what are yeah, you no, doing? that made a lot of. But they're big. They're freaking oh, huge, Cody, and they oh. look like. Giant rats. I'll try to hypnotize it. I'll use a swinging watch and I'll hypnotize it. And then I'll teach it. It'll become my, my servant. And it'll, I'll teach it English. Um, <laughs> oh, God. But anyway, so holding is from the Wizard and the Bruiser podcast. I want to do plugs at the end, but we'll just go really quick now. Wizard and Bruiser podcast, you can find him at holding his hoe on twitch.tv where he has just the absolute most fantastic stream that I spend hours upon hours on. I, you're one uh, of the best people in my chat, man. Of yeah. course. Aww, of co- so, of course, course. I, had, I could not say no to this podcast, and I'm glad but I didn't say no. it would have been really no. funny if you said no. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed doing this. This was a lot of fun, oh, and man. it's something that you only get forced to do in a situation like this. But Lexi and I had some really fun conversations and um, yeah, it was like I, cool I want to watch an anime based on this, but and yeah. I'm oh, so surprised I say like series. anime because it's very anime. Like I can see it sort of, sort you know of like Castlevania. Castlevania. Yeah. yeah, I was about yeah. to say it definitely has a very Castlevania. Oh man, I'm excited now. Feel to it, the the Netflix. Um, yeah, but of English. course, what one of call? us didn't like Castlevania season two, but you know that's just Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, if they'd made a good season two, it was a great season. (laughs) It was slow, but it was great. (laughs) They're building up to it. There were good parts. Whatever. (laughs) They took an entire season to say, we're going to make a third season with a better villain. I get it. Still better than Kingdom Hearts. Anyway, (laughs) I I just beat Kingdom Hearts three. And oh, my God, dude, I am. This is what I wanted to talk about when you said that we have like a little loose combo up top. Oh, good, because I have an idea after this. Okay, go. good. Well, I will go first then, though. <laughs> I had a, re- like, I'm on, like, the an adrenaline surge right now. Oh, like Sekiro. A Sekiro. I just beat the Demon from Hell, one of the final uh, bosses you can fight in the game. He is an optional boss, and he is oh. unbelievable. And it was multiple sittings. Dude, I want that game so bad. For the last, like, two hours I've been playing it, and literally right before <laughs> I had to sign off to do the this podcast, I beat him, and I am just feeling that from software oh, like the, just 
dopamine. The rush that only from software can provide. Exactly. Like, I am on top of the world right now. I feel like I could jump through a wall. It was great. I've got one more boss to beat, and I will have taken down uh, all of the bosses in the purification ending, uh, one of the four endings in the game. But <laughs> just, yeah. just the look on Lexi's face says everything I need to know about this game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm really glad that you beat the boss, though, because if you hadn't, we would have had Holden after losing to a boss for four hours, yes. which would have been a much different experience. Way, way bigger bummer, and the half the time I would have been thinking about, like, strategies, what I did I have wrong. to go back. Go- Why am I Googling here when I should be Googling how to beat the boss on your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah totally, 100%. Every, every once in a while, I'll look over at Holden, he's doing a little dance, and he's like, I beat the demon. These <laughs> hours of... Feeling horrible about yourself. And you know what? For 10 minutes of feeling amazing about yourself. And also right. making the apartment horrible. Yes. <laughs> screaming. I feel like I've gotten ah, I feel like I've gotten better at least. You know what I mean? I feel like I've gotten better at least. Um, when I first moved in with my wife, I was playing Dark Souls, like Dark Souls 1, which I had like it would have been out forever, but it was just the first time I was playing it. And yeah, it was it was mostly just that I would try to explain to her why I loved it so much. And it's just like, why are you I don't care about a spider. Like, what are you talking it about? Makes like, you but angry, you don't understand. You sweat. You hate it's hard, everything. but then the story's beautiful and macabre. It's okay. <laughs> the, per- the perfect dark fantasy. I love it. Mm-hmm. So I would like to ask Cody about his baby. Tell me about your baby. Okay. His name is Graham. So his name is Graham. And what I have found out about babies. Well, so I was talking to my brother on the phone before I was talking to you guys, and my baby was just screaming, <laughs> just screaming. And at one point, he's just like, "Is your? am I just hearing your baby scream from the baby monitor? And I'm like, yeah, he's got about 10 more minutes of that before there's really anything for me to do. Because, you know, it's like you try to get him to sleep, and he's just like, no, nah, I'm just going to scream for 20 minutes instead, like... Okay, but if I walk in there, he just wakes up more. I feel like she wanted a good story about babies, and you told a story about screaming babies. (laughs) Sorry, I had a very screamy baby today. Your baby's like, yeah, he screams all the time. It's horrible. (laughs) No, no, no. I actually, I really like having a baby, and it is like, it's weird, because I don't know anything about babies. Well, I guess I didn't know anything about babies, and now I know a lot about them, because like I'm the youngest person in my entire family, so I never saw a baby until I had a baby. (laughs) Um... You're like, oh, that's what they look like. Yeah, my wife is the opposite. She was the oldest person, so she's, like, raised kids already, basically. Um, But kind of, like... So she's a pro. Right now, yeah, right now we're at a fun point because our baby's, like, seven months old, which means he can, like, grab things and is starting to eat food. Because when he was, like, two, it was, like, nothing. He's just, like, a sack of potatoes Mm -hmm. that you hold. And you go, what do I do with the baby? And it's like, you just look at it and it's like... (laughs) Put it on the shelf. Okay, I have a... I have a baby now, uh, right. but what he did today that was awesome is uh, he's trying new foods, so we gave him, like, frozen balls of just plain yogurt, and he really liked those. He got really excited, so he would grab them, melt them in his hands, and then just smear yeah. them all <laughs> over his body. So oh, I just God, had a I was marinated baby, and then he just started cramming pasta in his armpits <laughs> and under his chin folds. Which is where everything likes to collect, you know? (laughs) Yeah, like, we give him food, and then it just ends up around his butt, because he just drops (laughs) it, and it just dribbles everywhere. Yeah. Have you you been pooped on yet? Uh, I haven't really been pooped on. I've been peed on. Getting peed on is a lot more frequent, especially, like, not anymore, but when he was younger. Especially since he's a boy. 
Man, you make yeah, me yeah, just like yeah, super excited for this life. <laughs> I mean, I did like ex- so he sleeps through the night now, which is awesome. But it means that if he poops in the middle of the night, we don't know about it until the morning. Yeah. So it means it's like an explosion. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yesterday I was like, oh, I'm gonna change Graham. Just like, Oop, there's a handful of baby poop. Like, ah, ah, what do I do? Oh God. Just. Wipe it on the baby, I guess. Wipe it on the baby because you got to clean the baby anyway. Hose it down. Just, God, Cody. Yeah, babies babies are magical that way. He's also gotten to the point now where he can kind of stand, so he'll like crawl up to something and then climb up it screaming like a monster (laughs) and then just stand there screaming because he can't figure out how to fall on the ground, right? We put up we put up stuff to keep him from bumping his head on sharp corners. He ripped all that up and started eating it. And I'm just like, yep, yep, that's about right. That makes they sense. They are just a miracle, aren't they? So I so I'm I what I realize is that you don't have a baby, you have a dog. <laughs> Do you yeah. know that you have a dog? Well, that's why he's covered in hair and barks at us. <laughs> Oh. oh my gosh, though. No, he is covered in hair because he likes to grab our pets and then he gets oh. handfuls of oh, hair no, and poor sticks Bobby. them to his slobbery Bobby body, you know? Yeah. He's 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 adorable. Yeah, Cody has like the it's cutest fun, little corgi too, so that's oh. great. <laughs> I do. Little Bobadil. Yeah. Hell yeah. Cody, what have you been up to other than dealing with the devil, it seems? Uh oh, I started rewatching all the Marvel movies, because uh, me and my wife wanted to do that in preparation for What is Endgame. that like forty hours of movie? Yeah, what? It's, it's so many movies. <laughs> I I don't know if we're gonna make it. We just finished The Incredible Hulk. Oh if you wanna know a movie that does not ones hold too. up. Yeah, you know, Captain America was also, like, hot garbage. It is. Did you do like, Thor you 2 watch? yet? Because Thor 2 is no, rough. No, Thor is the next one we have to watch. Oh, but if you rough. watch Iron Man 1 and then you watch Captain America, it's like, wow, they really did not make as much of an effort. I had the Captain weirdest America. experience um, one time. We were doing research for an episode of Was the Bruiser, and I, it was something with the Avengers, or maybe we were talking about the new Avengers movie, and... Um, uh, I was I was looking up and I was like, wait, wait, wait. There was a movie between um, Infinity War and the first Avengers movie, and then I uh, Age of Ultron, right? I <laughs> Everybody forgets about that. Forgot one. that that movie existed. I have never yep. seen it, it's, and it's I was like, good. whoa, there was like a whole Avengers movie. There's just so many at this point that like I just I was blown away. I was like, I can't believe there's an entire Avengers movie I've never seen and completely we- just. Erased from my memory. Are we at twenty-two movies now? Is it twenty-two? Oh, I hope not. I mean, yeah, I, th- I, I would, think it's up there, man. That doesn't shock me. That, that that's not a me. see. That seems like a low number. Is why I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do uh, we count like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man's? Like, are we? <laughs> oh, yeah. We don't. We don't go back there. Okay, we don't go. We we kind of start. Wait, do you? Hang on, Jordan. Are you telling me you did not like the Tobey Maguire Spider Man? I like I like them because I like Spider Man. <laughs> the first one I liked. The third one is Jordan, so abysmally bad. I just third one's bad. Oh, because I remember little, loving it because I saw it when I was what middle school, probably early high school. Yeah, I'm a, a lot younger than you, but um, I saw it in high school and just going back to it like a year ago is just it's so bad. And he's like dancing <laughs> in the streets and on tables like. You, you're like dark Spider-Man, but you're dancing on tables. What in the world mm-hmm. is happening in this movie? Mm-hmm. 
It's. I'd like to think that's how I would be if I got a venom suit. You know, just, just like be like emo, but not like I don't know what they were trying to go for with that. I really don't. Yeah, emo, but not. <laughs> it would it would be what it looked like if I tried to dress emo. Like you know, you have to do more than like pull your hair, hair down, right? That like, I definitely can't do. <laughs> You just gotta start straightening your hair. No, and then God, like I, 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 I tried that once, and that was that was a rough time in my oh life. Oh my God, I want to. That was see a really now. rough time in my life. Do you have pictures? I want. That. I hope not. <laughs> I hope I do not. It's like there's like two hairstyles I did where it's like, why? Why did I do that to myself? Wait, what I've been doing? I finished Kingdom Hearts like two weeks ago, and I just I'm done. I don't. I'm ever, sorry for your loss. I'm sorry. I don't that ever want to go back to that. that series again. It's, I don't. I saw a poster for it in the subway the other day, and I just we have a it. billboard just, like, I still of it don't here. Get you, I'll never get you as a franchise. I love Disney. I love Square Enix. I do not appreciate. Yeah, Final the Fantasy is great. Kingdom Hearts. There's just this last one. It's like I don't. I don't even know what they were trying to do. And then the other thing is I just started part seven of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure on our yeah. JoJo's Corner. Oh, oh See, Holden appreciates me. Yeah, Are we just going to make a JoJo's podcast, Jordan? I'm actually in know? talks with um, Ryan from Instant 3 Play about doing a JoJo's episode. <laughs> I'll guest so, on that too, dude. Dude, For yes. Sure, man. Oh my gosh, it needs to happen. I um, yeah. I love it. I, I love fell in love with it. Was, it's actually because of you because... You did the JoJo's episode, and then I was talking to Instant 3Play. They were talking, like, yeah, you have to. I'm like, fine, where should I start? And then I got obsessed with it. I started last, it like, three on months. Diamond is Unbreakable, and then, like, four or five episodes, and I was like, no, 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 no. We're going all the way to the beginning. Oh, I started I, episode one, season one. Yeah, just, I... I, you got to just go and just yeah. watch the thing evolve and become what it becomes. And oh the my newest, gosh, it's so crazy how much it changes from part to part. I love the it newest, so much. The newest season or whatever is so good, and I love yeah. it, and I just like love the whole Italy thing. They are like the gayest they've ever been. <laughs> exactly. Um, it, it is it's so flamboyant, so but so perfect. Mm-hmm. And that opening is great, and I'm I'm almost caught up, uh, uh, and uh, I've been slowing down massively because it makes me weird and sad that I'm yeah, actually that there's going like to be an actual up. into it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Diamond is Unbreakable was my favorite part so far. Same. It's so good. Same. Well, yeah, company, jump maybe, on. Thi- maybe this, maybe this newest like arc is. I really like the the, the Joe Bros and yes. the, the you know. This, uh, how are we doing over there? You all right? <laughs> <laughs> this is JoJo's He's corner. talking to Cody, just in case anybody, because yeah, yeah. he could be talking to me, too, because I've been pretty quiet. <laughs> this, this, the, the two no, of you no. just fell away, and it just became Holden and Jordan now. Just... <laughs> it's perfect, because I'm finding out the podcast that Jordan has always wanted to do, where he can actually talk about JoJo's, yeah, and I'm not it's just been like... every week, it's like, dude, I've been uh... reading JoJo's, I just finished this a part of JoJo's, he's like, yeah, okay. Cool. <laughs> it's a very bizarre. Can someone talk to me about the expanse? No. <laughs> <laughs> Great book, bad show. Idiot, oh, you want to just get into the worlds with our rolling of the die? Hell yeah. Do you Wait. not care about finding out what my least favorite? Oh yeah, animal what is your least favorite animal? Whales. Oh yeah, we've, we've already, we've already talked about this. <laughs> I, I mean, that. if you can count, like if we're talking bugs and stuff, I would say spiders, just because. No, okay. whales are worse. They freak Spid- me out. They're too big to be alive. Spiders allowed. have eight legs. Why do they need eight legs? Why is that a thing? Is it just and they, and they suck the blood and guts out of their victims? 
victims. Do all of them do that's that? That's cool. That's, that's like just, you're making me so like spiders nasty. more right now. It's so nasty. It freaks me out. <laughs> Anyways, Cody, as I do every week, what was our last episode? Now look, here's the thing. We just about did that. it three, we did three this days like ago. How do you forget? Two it? days ago. And I'm trying really hard. I just drew a blank. I swear I know <laughs> it. It was Mad Max Dolphins. Yes, you, it was the gritty world. reboot world where you did the gritty reboot of Dolphin World, and I did the gritty yeah. reboot of yeah. Captain Planet, where Captain ah. Pollution takes over. Ooh, cool. <laughs> yeah. And you made them Nazis for <laughs> something. Because it was a good perfect time. setup for like evil Captain Planet World. Come on. <laughs> Nazis. Everybody doesn't. Everybody likes Nazis as a villain. I almost said everybody yeah. likes Nazis, but that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> hey Jordan, you want to guess what I? Okay, rolled? we're gonna roll for initiative. So throw down the die. Ooh, ha! It wasn't. Good. Okay, what did everybody roll? Was it worse than ours? A two. I rolled a, a two. We beat you. Wait, wait. What are you? Wait, hold on. What did you yeah, roll? You hold on. Last. What did you roll? I rolled a three. I rolled a four. What? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's the I don't, I don't understand I how this happens. That's I wonder if I roll, but will happen. You want to roll? I want to see, but it's not going to count. It but matter, I just want to know. I, I just want to know. know. It's, one, it's like amazing. Sixteen. Never 16. Mind. Okay, well, never mind. You would have been going first. <laughs> oh man, I don't want to start this one. I decided to do voices again, and that's a bad idea. Ooh, we're we're trading off. So we built one Ooh. world together, and we will be trading off reading parts. Um, awesome. And it's, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm so excited uh, to so, hear yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so this week is world where the supernatural can exist, and that honestly could mean absolutely anything, but I kind of guess we decided that's anything from, like, werewolves, vampires, witches, magic, ghosts, ghouls, all that stuff. And Cody probably told ghost stories again, right? Uh, no, I told stories about trees. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Cody. <laughs> They're supernatural trees, kind of. Okay, I'm just going to go. Oh, God in heaven. <laughs> I'm so upset. natural. <laughs> I'm so upset. All right, so I'm going to go into it. We're going to, I'm starting with like kind of geography layout of it. Um, this is coming from the character Silas Carden. He is a reclaimer knight. Ugh, gosh, I hate doing voices so much. The blood moon hangs high in the sky. Ever since the monsters took control... Things have changed for the worst. Life has continued to downgrade for humanity, forcing us into hiding. The dark of the night lasts much longer and is accompanied by a thick worldwide fog. The days used to be long and bright, but now night has taken over. With the extended night comes the extended witching hour, where the ghouls of the night gain great strength and roam freely. Sylvia is what we call the landmass that makes up the living space on this planet we call Ross. That's not what I originally pronounced it as, but okay, let's go for it. <laughs> it was once booming with life, ruled by the kingdom of the Silver Order. Sylvia and the Silver Order were split into four different countries by, a large, uh, by large rivers that ran through the land. In the center of the four rivers lies the mountain Yaniorso. This is considered the holy land for the Silver Order. The river to the north, or Anges, borders the country of Law. The South River, Bison, leads to the country of Salas. The West Country, Impal, was separated by the River Co, and the East Country, Wirt, was separated by the River D. All four countries were ruled by the Silver Order, but that kingdom fell long ago. The far east and west of Sylvia were surrounded by endless seas. 
These are dangerous to traverse as they lead to the world's ends, despite the heathens believing there is no end. Ever since the fall of the Silver Order, the rivers and lakes spread across Sylvia run with blood during the night. The red moonlight reflects across the land, and you can feel that the evil that those monsters have brought. During the daylight, the sky is blue and shimmering, but is filled with the thick, ominous clouds that tuck away the blood moon. Even though the sun rises and falls, the blood moon is still visible for most of the day, as if it is standing still in the sky, watching over us. Because of the great witch Yagas, the monsters that were once hunted now roam freely and have taken over the four countries. Those countries were once striving under the kingdom of the Civil Order, but have now been overrun by those foul beasts that scattered us across the lands. There are those who have sided with the monsters, but most humans aligned with the Order now live in cities hidden away, either underground in compounds near Silas, tucked away in the great forest of law, or the mountain ranges of Impal, as the lands of, as the plains of Wirt are too dangerous. Those are all we have left of the old country that is not overrun by the supernatural beings. We have been replaced by those beasts, but will one day reclaim our land. And that is my first section. No, no, I just stare <laughs> off into space sometimes. I tried to do a voice, but ended up just doing my voice. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was just going to say, I really enjoy that in this podcast called World Shop, you in fact make planets that have like landscapes. And I'm just looking <laughs> through my section about like a town in a thing called World Shop. And I'm like, I have a limited scope. Yeah, man. I, I like to be expansive <laughs> yeah, and right? convoluted. It's fun. I felt I felt similar too. Our, ours actually have uh, uh, quite a few similarities, but Rock that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, uh, very cool though. Yeah, but yeah, I know. I'm listening to yours, and I'm like, oh, we didn't. I didn't really talk about like the topography. Like, I should. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. There was clearly a topography section in the worksheet you sent you. Come on, I read the worksheet. I did read that. Uh, it was a very good worksheet. My topography is flat. <laughs> yeah, I actually drew up a topographical map that I'll send out to everybody later. So if you want to see that. I kind of believe you a little bit. <laughs> I was thinking about using your um, map. Yeah, software. yeah. What's it called again? Um, yeah, what is that called? Uh, Wonder Draft. It's really fantastic map building software. It's really easy to learn and use, and it's only like thirty bucks. Um, and the guy's constantly putting out like new updates and stuff, and it's really, really intuitive and fun to use. Like, like I'll, I'll, I'll be like, "Hey, check this out! I think you'll think this is cool." And I'm specifically, I had like Carly over who does like the stream a lot and stuff. And I was like, "Carly, you got to check this out! It's this map building software." She's like, "Okay, fine. I guess I'll like look at this and then map." Gets building. really into it. Yeah, twenty minutes later, it's like, "Whoa! I can't yeah. believe you can!" <laughs> like, yeah, I, I saw you did like one stream of it. I'm like, "Dude, that looks awesome!" Yeah, yeah you and Kellen great. built a world. right? We built a world yeah. together, and and. You know, Tolkien said his rule of thumb is he always started with a map and built the world from there. Uh, and so definitely um, I started I've been, I was working on a project that I'm still working on that I can't really talk too much about. Ooh, uh, but I know. Right. Secret, secret. But um, it, it involved building a world for the first time. So I took Tolkien's advice and got the software and used it for like a week. And now I haven't touched it, but it's awesome. <laughs> and I was thinking That's about awesome. building a, a map based on this world we built as well. But hey, it's cool. It. Yeah. I like the blood moon looming in the sky yeah. mm -hmm. at all times. Mm -hmm. I, I just good. like that like super ominous imagery of having just like a bloody moon just up there all times. And like our story, which you'll find out soon, I also really enjoy the idea, like, oh, the monsters took over. Like, 
everyone's kind of fucked. You know what I mean? Okay. I have a feeling that Cody is still writing his right now. <laughs> I just keep seeing him look up and then look like that. Oh, look sorry, I know that's weird that I stare off into like the up distance. I have two monitors and a tiny desk, so one of my monitors is on top of my Got computer. You. So if I'm ever looking up weirdly, it kind of means I'm looking at you guys. <laughs> that's okay. We were like left and right yeah, I just earlier. Back over the uh do you want us to do ours? Yeah. All right, and then uh, you <laughs> are reading the first one, right? Most of my colleagues don't believe in God. Makes sense. Why would those whose faith lies in the scientists <laughs> think in such a way, much less now that things have become dark? Picture this. You wake up in darkness. Your only light is artificial. As you make your way slowly up through labyrinth tunnels underground toward what you hope is light, but never is, on the surface, all there is is fire and smoke and those damn filthy bloodsuckers. The seasons <laughs> never change, or at least no one can tell if they do, not with the pollution in the air. Banished beneath the earth, we only breathe the warm, dry, smoky air once in a full moon when we've turned. Some say there is an island on the other side of the planet, a sort of second Eden, that might harken back to a time before our ancestors got us into this mess. But I think that's all hogwash. I do believe in God, but I believe it is a prankster God, one who got bored with how perfect everything was. So that God gave us the desire to never be satisfied, a kind of constant need for struggle. And struggle is what we got in the way of vampires, werewolves like myself, and those awful nagging ghosts who used to be human. For humanity, as we once knew it, is extinct. So a couple of things that weren't covered in that. Um, they're little extras about the world. The planet is half the size of Earth, approximately. And it really just holds like one large continent that spans a good like a good portion, like half, not hemisphere, but a half of the... Well, okay. Uh, uh, and then there is, there is an island on the other side of it that no one knows about. Ooh. Um, so as you could maybe, it was, as it was inferred, the werewolves live underground. They're more of a science based, um, oh, okay. company, uh, uh, or a race. Uh, and the, the vampires have taken over above ground and, um, more of a, like an occult situation. We'll get into that later. Um, water is scarce, but it's only necessary for the werewolves who use the underground sources and purification techniques from ocean water. And of course the vampires, they need the werewolves when they're in human form. So you, def ah, yes. you definitely have a very us inspired underground tunnel thing, <laughs> um, going on. Also, I definitely halfway through writing this was like, oh, this is very bloodborne inspired as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make a comment about that. <laughs> right. It's like, definitely, definitely. And um, so the moon is very close to this planet. Therefore, it shows up very massively in the night sky. Oh, and um, nice. vampires live in like these sprawling castle cities, kind of like Gondor, you know. But okay. it's, it's the kind of thing like it's like clearly there was one castle and they just keep adding these crooked stone oh, yeah. extras to it and building it bigger and bigger as they expand their race. And all the humans are extinct. Uh in this world they did yeah so Man. they they exist <laughs> as ghosts ah, and that's where the ghosts come from <laughs> yes okay. they exist only those so ghosts are and we'll get more into that later but ghosts are kind of like 
the they're just sort of in the mix but the real war waged right now is between the werewolves and the vampires nice so hang on i have a question just because you said company are these like legit capitalist werewolves um they're they're Kind of, I mean, well, really, they were, they're, they're like a you race. You meant like pack instead of yeah, a company, more like a, more like a group of people rather oh, than like. Oh, Cody got really excited for one second. It's more. <laughs> Look, we had business suit dragons one time and that really made me happy. So I was hoping for like super capitalist I mean, werewolves. I'm that's sad okay. that it's not. It's your world. I did have capitalist <laughs> werewolves in one of my worlds, Cody. If anything. I wasn't listening <laughs> then, probably. If anything, the va- vampires are more like that, but they're yeah. both sort of waging factions on either side. One is on the science side of science and the other is on the side of like dark evil religion, cult religion side. Ah, yes. Those damn vampires. (laughs) Vampires. All right. Okay, Cody, you're on. I'm, I'm ready. All right. Most days my city sleeps. That is how I like it. It's a quiet place. Most days by the side of a freeway. And hang on. (laughs) And (laughs) Anywhere in the town, you can hear the constant hum of traffic, with the occasional staccato pop of a semi-truck. We sit nestled and guarded from sight by tall corn and islands of forest. This land is ancient. I guess all land is, but we just try to forget. There was something about here, though. Most people would not notice. On occasion, a car might pull off the side of the road to fill up with gas. Even less frequently, they might stop for food. All they might notice is that the gas station does not say Speedway. And that we don't have any subways. Maybe they noticed that the temperature dropped 10 degrees. Maybe they noticed the fog that seems to be present. Or the overcast skies. Or that the people seem pale. Or slightly less than human. When normal people stop here, I hope they leave fast. Before the weird can take hold. I hope they don't come here in bad weather. I hope they don't stay in the hotel. I hope they never see Bolivia, Indiana. (laughs) Okay, so of course you have to set it Jordan, in Indiana. You, okay, I did set it in Indiana. Jordan, do you get the joke of the name Bolivia? Maybe. It's it's Bolivia, Indiana, oh, but they mispronounce okay. it. <laughs> you know, like Peru and Brazil and, and, and Valparaiso. Yeah. yeah, and all the other places that seem to indicate that Indiana's a paradise. <laughs> it is, Cody. You live in heaven. I actually like Indiana, but whatever. Anyways, I like this I like the landscape. Um, so my world is a small town, um, like a quaint town in Indiana, but it's kind of on the mm, rotting side as you would drive through it. So there is like a downtown area and shops, but they all seem to be. You just made Valpo. <laughs> you literally just no. made Valpo. Valpo's like the nicest town in Indiana, Jordan. You saw the good parts <laughs> of Indiana. <laughs> oh, Lord. Find Piru. Peru. Anyways, um, well, not to people that live there. It's, it's definitely not Peru. Peru. I don't think anybody gets that joke from you. Did you? <laughs> Anyways, so it's a small town full of shops. Um, it's a little bit dirty, a little bit decaying. Um, but like most of Indiana, it has now been just entirely cornfielded, except for these pockets of the forest that used to be there. So Indiana, before it was like settled and turned into farmland, was basically just like contiguous forest from Michigan to freaking Kentucky. You know what I mean? It was just all forest. And then that was all cut down to make room for fields. Um, But there are still little pockets of these huge old growth forests in Indiana. So a lot of the little towns that are there are kind of set in those areas 
where there's just like we couldn't quite fit a field here so there's still some of this forest left over which is why there's these little like islands of forest so it's a farming town um that yeah it's just happens to be a little strange and we'll get into that strangeness later okay all right I'm into that's, it. that's my first yeah. section oh man now i'm on the spot <laughs> okay <clears throat> this is my second section i kind of go over the actually i guess i go over more of the fauna than really the flora but uh, whatever um okay this comes from yagas the great witch formerly known as sarah wait 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 did you name a witch yaga yes yes i did i <laughs> Is that, is is it because is it cause yes of because of Baba Yaga Cody <laughs> yeah you're my favorite now we I think we had this talk before I was just you always have to sneak in Baba Yaga look I just I, I don't like the yeah, character you like Yaga um okay the other mortals thought that this world was only meant for them and cast aside anything that they could not explain through their own science and religious ways. That meant casting out anyone who had the propensity to perform magic and hunting down any creature they deem unholy. I'm trying, Cody. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> it's amazing, I, know, I love Lady I'm Colonel going. Sanders. <laughs> good. It's good. <laughs> they missed out on the true beauty of this world, and that's why I did what I did. I used my magic to level the playing field and give what the Order called supernatural the chance to survive. The Silver Order's religion was written by the priest Yanni Orso, a man who viewed everything that he didn't understand as a monster, and thus the Order grew to believe that even the most beautiful of creatures must be hunted down and killed for or- in order for humanity to strive. In reality, the world of Ross has always been filled with many beautiful, misunderstood creatures. The great forest of law was dense with large trees and plant life. Some of these trees may have been poisonous, but if you knew what you were looking for, you would be alright. Instead of appreciate this, the Order tried to cut down these trees they thought were deadly. These were just homes for animals. The forest was filled with many creatures including fairies, tree nymphs, <laughs> and direwolves that would protect small animals from any harm. But of course, the Order ruined that too, killing large creatures they could find for sport. Out in the mountains, is where the lycanthropes live. You know, those humanoid creatures that turn into wolves during a full moon? They are intelligent as any human, but the Order believes these people are cursed and capture them, forcing scientific experiments in order to find a way to turn them back into human for good. Some believe that if a lycan bites you, you you will turn into a werewolf, as they call them. But that ain't true. There was no curse. An ancient priest had actually formed a magical bond with one of the great direwolves, and they became one. It's not a curse to turn during a full moon. It's a blessing. You can run fast and hunt much quicker than the weapons those order fools have. The Plains of Wirt and the Canyons of Silas are home to what the order calls ghouls, zombies, and vampires. Them vampires are just humanoid creatures who need blood to live. That blood don't necessarily need to be human. They only attack when provoked. Otherwise, they are normally a pretty peaceful society. Vampires are vastly intelligent and treat each other and other beings with the utmost respect. They are an elegant species. The zombies are spirits who inhabit dead bodies in order to understand what living means. Of course, in order to live in a body that is already decaying, they need plenty of food to survive. Some find it easier to just hunt and eat humans. They are pretty dumb sometimes, but the vampires make sure they don't get out of hand. It's all misunderstanding. Most of the creatures in Ross are only active during the night, but here on Ross, the daylight lasted much longer than the night. 
There are many creatures that the humans don't understand like the mermaids and sirens of the sea or even monstrosities as they call them that live peacefully in caves away from society. The humans would hunt during the day and kill when the other beings didn't have a chance. As I said before, I even the playing field. Since the humans can live and strive both during day and the night, I changed how much daylight there was. The creatures of the night would have a fighting chance. But of course, this upset the orders. But some others, they simply adapted. And that's my second part. So it's more of like we have the separate sections of the werewolves, the vampires, the ghouls and zombies, and um, the creatures of the forest. But they're not necessarily evil per se. It's just how the humans were perceiving them as otherworldly monsters that they need to hunt and kill. So... Most of them, you know, they want to just live a peaceful life, but, you know, they're hunted out because, you know, monsters. you got to murder a monster. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. I love it. <laughs> your, your, your stuff is so much longer than ours. <laughs> That's fine. I uh, Welcome <laughs> my life every time I we do a down, podcast. I start is... writing, and then it's like I realize I filled five pages. It's like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> it's so awesome. I write three paragraphs. I write three paragraphs misspelled, <laughs> and then Jordan writes. I write like a novel. Seven hundred <laughs> every week. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, well, um, mine's about dolphins. <laughs> um, all right, here we go. Uh, flora fauna. We heard yep. from a werewolf. Now let's hear from a vampiro. A vampire. I'm, I'm getting drunk. I'm just thinking of like a really Spanish vampire. Yeah. I just turned this Vamp- into, yeah, Oh yes, a vampiro. Um, dun, 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 dun. Those filthy dog scientists think they're so smart. But we have our own labs, and they're about to get a rude awakening in the form of one lethal poison. Yes. We'll drown them out of their stinking caves while they're still human, and that's when we will feast. Yes. And that's how I will become king of the Dracul. We may have burned down anything green on this planet and killed off every animal, too, except those stinking wolfmen who ate to extinction those species we did not get to. But I did find one rare plant in the oil swamps. Yes, there's one rare plant who seems to thrive on the runoff from the flames and seems to produce a rare form of poison. It's strange. The plant, it sometimes seems like it was, has a personality of its own. Maybe I've just spent too much time in this putrid laboratory. What was that? What was that? Probably just another ghost of the dead. Why do they wish to torture themselves just as a reminder of the atrocities we've committed? Seems counterproductive. Luckily, all they're capable of are some bumps in the night. Uh, so the vampires essentially to sort of, like, since they don't need it and they want to block out, I mean, they just set the whole, everything on fire. Like it is scorched earth because they don't yep. need any of it to survive. You know, they, 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 between the werewolves and the vampires, everything is extinct, extinct. And, and to block out the sun, they want pollution. Like they welcome it. You know, they want it. Oh to just, yeah. That would make sense. They want it to just be dark and smoky and gross. So like everything's on fire. Everything is just kind of done on the, on the, um, above ground. But there is this one plant and that's going to play into a thing later. Yeah, I honestly didn't think that, yeah, of course a vampire would want to blot out the sun with, like, smoke and stuff. That, yeah, if they, like, took that, over that, like, completely. That, never crossed my mind. Because they don't need any. Yeah, I guess they yeah. don't have to breathe. All they yeah. need is blood, you know. All they need so. is blood. Uh, do, 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 do. 
<laughs> it's a much different world we live in. You've ruined a smile. <laughs> All right, y'all ready? No. Okay, great. I'm going anyways. Okay. I really cannot remember why I came here or for how long, but that seems to be usual from asking folk around here. They've all lived here for as long as they can remember. All I remember is hunting. I remember being in a strip of trees that was probably only a few a- acres. What? Never mind. I was going to ask if all your characters were trees, but then you just said referred to trees. No, Jordan, they're not trees. <laughs> so, look, man, I lost the thread. Continue. Anyways, I'm a tree now, I guess, because <laughs> I don't get to ride a world. I'm a hunting tree. Anyways, I was in a strip of trees, obviously. (laughs) There was only a few acres. But when you were in the middle of those woods that are older than history remembers, it's like being back in time. The world is muted, made quiet by thick snow and frozen branches. I am cold, a deep cold, but not a miserable one, just an ever-present one. I sit motionless for hours, just listening and watching. Then a rustle. A faint sound of footprints. I have to control my breathing and not tense, but I begin to shake anyways. I know what is coming, a deer. I just have to wait for it to walk in front of my gun. Deep breath in, deep breath out. I slowly raise my slug gun to my shoulder. One shot loaded, I pull the hammer back and wait. My heart is already racing, but it stops when a monster materializes into my vision, finally close enough that it's moldering, that it's mottled gray fur and matted and matted snow no longer makes it invisible. It looks broken, limbs too long and knotted, bleeding. Its clawed hands are holding half a deer and half a hunter, both dripping blood. My last thought before I fire is, how did it kill a deer and a hunter without making a sound? My first shot hits it right where I think a heart might be. As soon as I fire, I break my slug gun and load another shot. I thought I would be shaking at this point, But instead, I'm just numb. I close the breech of my gun, pull back the hammer, and walk slowly towards whatever this thing was. It had to be dead, but you don't see a monster every day. When I get close, I stand, frozen in the muting snow, waiting. The monster twitches, and before it could do any more, I shot it again. I was reloading again when the old man found me. Killed it, huh? Must be a good shot. I jerked around and lowered my gun once I saw an old man in a canvas jacket wearing a black cowboy hat. He carried a small rifle. Eh, nasty things, but me white one to get. There ain't usually but one. I'm Leonard. <laughs> Lana, um, do you know, eh, don't know where you are, how you got here? Well, I reckon you're here to stay now. Kilt that thing, you ain't gonna be able to leave. Leonard... If there's more of these things, we have to stop them. Leonard's face goes blank and sad. You're here now. Guess you might as well have work. Leonard and I left the trees and rode rode through the barren, frosted field. Him on a horse and me walking beside. That's the end of my second section. So, as far as flora and fauna goes, there are ancient forests nearby this town that hold mystery of some sort. Um... Sometimes that's benign and sometimes it's not in the case of whatever this thing was that ripped a hunter in half as well as a deer in half and stumbled around. (laughs) Um, 
This gets in a little bit to like later sections, but my notion is that like no one really knows how they're at this town where supernatural so things like tend to Hotel land. it's like a California type thing, but without the drug use. <laughs> it's very possible that I've heard that song and I don't know what it's about and I've never understood the reference. <laughs> you know, you're not missing out much. Because <laughs> um, you don't like the Eagles. So yeah, so. you know... Like, when you go to a small town, you're just like, oh, how long have you lived there? And they're just like, forever. Like, how'd you get here? Like, I don't know. I'm just here now. You know? It's like, there's never, like, a big dramatic reason. It's just people are there. So this is a character that is just in this town. Okay. Interesting. Cody, and there's do, monsters, you, do you, you just know. want to have a storytelling podcast from now on? Is this, it sounds a lot like you just want to have a storytelling podcast. Jordan, your words hurt my feelings. That, that's right. that's their like... intention, so I'm glad that it works. <laughs> <laughs> I don't try to be nice to you. I'm not nice. <laughs> um, and what? I, I was just going to make a comment that like, I started out with a very earnest intention of writing a world where there's supernatural detectives, and then I freaking wrote about trees. <laughs> I think you wrote about trees. <laughs> I feel like that should just be the caption of this episode. And then I wrote about trees. <laughs> All right. Um. So this is my history section. Um. This first part comes from Mizu, a reclaimer priest. That witch Yagus has changed everything for the West. She used her ancient magic to curse the entire world, corrupting it so those monsters that we hunted could strive. We follow the teachings of the ancient priest Yanni Orso, the man that followed the golden eagle to the top of the mountains to learn why the world works the way it does. He learned from the eagle that everywhere the light shines is holy, but those creatures who strive at night must be eradicated in order for mankind to strive. Together with his four brothers, they founded the Silver Order and built up a vast kingdom spreading over four countries named after each brother. The four brothers cut down any monster in their way to forge their their countries. They each ruled their own country with benevolence and Yanni Orso guided all of them. They did not wait for the creatures of the dark to rise up and fight back. They struck them right away, hunting them down to keep their castles safe. But as the countries were being formed, a tribe of magic users, or magi as they called themselves, were found deep in the south. The magi seduced the four brothers with their sinister powers, and the brothers accepted them into their kingdom despite Yanni Orso's warnings. The gold eagle had warned Yanni Orso that magic could corrupt the world. The Magi talked about how the creatures were not cursed and that they were just animals like the Peregrine Falcon or the Cottontail Rabbit. The brothers were under their spell and proposed the idea of ending the hunt for the creatures. Yanni also stood strong to his beliefs and condemned the wizards. This caused a rift amongst the brothers. Lal and Wirtz sided with Yanni Orso, and Impal and Sala sided with the Magi. Impal of the West soon lost his only daughter to a strange disease. Yanni Orso told him the disease was caused by the influence of magic, but Impal didn't listen. Instead, he begged the, Mag- begged the Magi to bring his daughter back from the dead. For three days, they would not hear his request until finally he threatened their lives for his daughters. Those cursed folk did it. They brought Yamira back from the dead, but she was merely a shell. 
Like the zombies that we hunted in the plains, she craved flesh and wandered aimlessly as if she had no soul. She then attacked her own mother, forcing Impal to kill his own daughter, which broke his spirit. With that, the four brothers came to heed Yanni Orso's warnings and cast the Magi out. If the Magi or anyone in the kingdoms were found performing magic, then they would be executed under the law of the Silver Order. The Order thought this was enough to keep them at bay, but little did they know that wretched smudge of humanity, Yagas, would come and destroy the Order as we know it. This second part of the section comes from Yagas, formerly known as Sarah, the witch who destroyed the world. Yagas? My name ain't Yagas. My parents named me Sarah. The Order will believe what they want to believe, but Impal was the one who was wrong. My Magi ancestors had told him again and again that it was impossible to revive a human soul, and attempting so would turn Yamira into a mindless zombie. A decayed brain don't work so good, you see. For Impal's rash decision and uncontrollable grief, my people suffered. As years went by and the Order grew, we weren't just left alone in the wilderness, we were hunted down like animals. They would capture us and torture us for days before executing a weak and helpless body in front of their people. So finally, we found that the best place to hide was right under their noses. We integrated into their society only practicing magic under the dark of the night. But again and again, we watched as the harmless creatures of this world were hunted down. All they wanted was to live peacefully. We magi accepted them when and where we could, but we knew that unlike us, there was no way for them to integrate and hide within society. That's when me and my people came up with the idea to use magic to level the playing field. With this magic, the night would change and the order would see that the creatures were not harmful and just trying to live amongst the humans in peace. But as we prepared the spell, one of our brethren had betrayed us to the order and our compound was raided. I watched as my family was hung and they saved me, the youngest for last. I did not think I had the power to do it on my own, but when it came time for my execution, up there on the gallows, I called out the spell that would change the world for the better. Yagas! The moon turned red, which allowed the werewolves to control when they turned. The sun set quicker and, the, and rose later, extending the night so that the vampires didn't have to hide in the shade. All creatures grew strength through the darkness. During the nights, the rivers would flow with blood, so those creatures who subsist on blood could survive without hurting humans. Hey, man, you do what you do. Look, I I was on her side until the blood. It's only during the night, man. I, I change them at night. I did what I did. I yeah, I don't I, care. I I would not be in favor of blood. It's rivers. just a pretty Everything color red. <laughs> I did. Yeah, and the lovely copper <laughs> smell. The lovely smell wafts through the air, and everybody just gets happy. That sounds wrong. <laughs> I, I did this for both sides, not just my own, but no one will see it that way. In the confusion from the change, I fled as the last of my kind. The vampires, lycanthropes, and even creatures of the forest saw this as the perfect opportunity to integrate. But the Order did not see things that way. They attacked any creature that approached their castles, though some of the small cities did not behave the same way. This was war the Order started by drawing first blood. The creatures of the night, through a united front, took on the order, wanting to protect themselves, integrate into a peaceful society, but most importantly, get revenge for all their fallen comrades. As they had magic on their side, they quickly drove the order out of their castles and into Haydn. The roles completely flipped. Though in Haydn, I know the order still curses my name, 
They call me Yagas, the witch who destroyed the world. And that is my history. Um, Very cool. Yeah, I think it kind of explains itself, but if anybody has any questions. Wow. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. I spent really hours good. on yeah. this stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was fairly comprehensive. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. I, think- I tried. It feels it feels mean to not like say anything at the end, but it's like well, you did good. I don't know. I'm sorry. Like, it's like, I feel like I so, covered like, everything I, get I had it. to. <laughs> and it's awesome. I get it. I, the blood flows up the wall. Yeah, God. like Evil Dead. It's fine. <laughs> oh shoot! I thought I was no, I thought I was gonna slip that. No, one past you. we saw the Evil Dead together. It's fine. I know. Um, all right, here we go. Society of the past. <clears throat> Not as comprehensive, but you know what? We're like the monster you can't see. You fill in the blanks. You know what I mean? And yeah, the monster you can't see is always better. Is there monsters besides werewolves and vampires and ghosts? No, absolutely. <laughs> the real monster is systemic oppression. I mean, the real monster is us. Go see the movie Us in theaters now. And pollution. <laughs> so we heard a little bit from the vampire side and we heard a little Ooh. bit from the werewolf side but uh-oh have we heard from a fucking ghost yet no we have not so this will be the ghost the vampires and the werewolves would both love to think that us ghosts are useless and maybe they're right up until now that is i remember back when i was human i was one of the earliest of the men who fell to the monsters right here in this very castle God, the world was beautiful back then, and we mostly lived in harmony. Our king, before the occultists got to his head, led our kingdom with strength and so well that no one tried for an opposing kingdom. But this also led to boredom, I think, and boredom led to two factions, scientists and occultists. The scientists discovered how to become beasts of men, and the occultists, well, they sought eternal life via bloodlust. The rest is history. Us ghosts, we, I think, were spawned as some sort of side effect of the two. I'm not really sure which side created us, but we're not like the faint apparitions one might have discovered before all of this, no. We can communicate and cause distractions. The werewolves and vampires alike generally try to use us as intel. Of course, those ghosts of humans killed by werewolves tend to side with the vampires, and vice versa. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. But lately, we've been hard at work. You see... There's a whole faction of us who loathes them all, and we started our own sort of religion, one based in practices of meditation focused solely on the lifting and handling of small objects, like this vial of poison I have in my left hand, or the wooden stake in my right. It is time for the war that will end all wars to begin. I'm enjoying like these three factions like, like try, all trying to kill each other. It's very yeah. fun. Yeah. They all hate each <laughs> they other. All, yeah. They all want to kill each other with some <laughs> something that will end the war. <laughs> also, that was a sweet Boris Karloff Thank impersonation. You. If you were meaning to do a Boris Karloff <laughs> impersonation. That just went right over my head. You don't know who Boris Karloff is? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to ignore that. Just... Uh, Alright. Yeah. Spotlight's on you, bro. Oh, yeah, shoot. Sorry. When I was learning the ropes, the hardest part was not learning to kill monsters. It was learning that non-human did not necessarily mean dangerous. Bolivia was a haven for all manners of the supernatural. They say this place grew on an old burial ground or on a ley lines or on an ancient whatever. 
Either way, weird stuff just seems to find its way here. Leonard introduced me to the town. Everyone seemed to know him. We walked between farms and houses and then into town. The town was cute. Uh, it seemed sleepy, in a word. There were a few restaurants, half-dilapidated gas station. They had a movie theater, which was nice. The sign said that the shows were always classic horror movies, which I found a little odd. As we met people, Leonard would just say, Howdy, this is Lana. She'll be helping me out. I would smile and nod, confused as to what helping out with mean. As we walked away, Leonard would say, As the Rush's family, they're dead, so just keep that in mind. (laughs) That's Hector. He's a vampire, you know, so he drinks blood. Over there's Van. He can talk to ghosts. Also, he's a vegetarian. This is true blood. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. No, it is copyright different from true blood. This is this uh, is uh what is it like property distinct <laughs> false plasma yeah anyways um, <laughs> uh, that, over there that's old Bill he keeps cows and hogs and that is Lady Bridget I am not sure <laughs> but I believe she is the reason death exists also <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's just his ex wife <laughs> just, she makes great she raspberry sucks. jello pies. Sorry, I have to scroll down. Awkward pause. I think Leonard was some kind of sheriff. He did not have a badge or anything, but he seemed to have some kind of authority. Hey, Leonard. Ah, so he was George Zimmerman. (laughs) Hey, Leonard, are you the sheriff or like a security guard? Me? No, no, nothing like that. I just help out when things get scary. Just like you. I've just been doing it longer is all. For the most part, thems that are here want to be. They ain't got any other place to go, so they just land here in Bolivia. After that day, I worked with Leonard for years. He was right. For the most part, monsters were not too bad. But scary things live here. And the biggest trouble was when we would have some tourist that would roll through town on a full moon and get mauled by a werewolf or stuck in a crypt for a few months while an elder god feeds on their dreams. That was a long day. Mostly, Leonard and I would just try to shuffle these people on, fight off whatever jumped them, patch up their scrapes, and send them on their way. In return, Bolivia could continue to be a safe harbor for all things not quite human. So the town of Bolivia, for the most part, is just full of every kind of supernatural thing because it's the only place that's safe. Um, yeah, but, but where's all the fucking, like, from True Blood? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's an old, old man, dead people, a vampire, and a guy that keeps pigs, so no one's particularly sexy. <laughs> I don't know I, those I feel like pigs. this is the True Blood we don't want to see, where it's just like, it's kind of gross, but, you know, I can't look away. I do love it. I do love, though, the quaint town with just ridiculous... There's actually, um, my sketch comedy group, Murder Fist, had... A, a sketch called Merman, where it was essentially this concept. And it was also kind of a parody of True Blood, but it was just the idea that, like, this small, quaint southern town is overrun by, like, every magical monster you <laughs> That's can see. Awesome. Me and my brother, like, we were both Harry Potter fans growing up, and Hell we yeah. read that section of Harry Potter where wizards don't know how to dress like normal people. So <laughs> yeah. occasionally, you know, we'd be out and about, in whatever place and we'd see a person just go oh that's a wizard there's no other explanation for what that freaking person is other than he's a wizard 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's kind of where I think some of this came from is that it's like you look at someone and you're like, are you a freaking werewolf? Because there's very little explanation oh, for you other God, than a werewolf. Um, <laughs> in particular, we knew. I'm a, pretty sure I've seen a werewolf. <laughs> yeah, the, the guy that me and my brother saw at first was this old dude that sold bait by Lake Michigan. And it was just like he had a barn. And he just had a dog that was constantly barking that he was constantly screaming at. He had, like, big, long fingernails. And we're just like, hey, how are you doing? It's just like, oh, you're a wizard. You're the bait wizard. So <laughs> and you didn't know Cody lived in Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> yup. And you can tell. <laughs> so, yeah. They're, uh, anyways, uh, Lana and Leonard, their job is to just try to keep people from getting murdered here too badly. To the point where people realize this town exists. Because, like, if you're driving down a highway and it's like, I need to stop at a gas station, it's, like, pretty rare that anyone's going to stop at a place that doesn't have a speedway, you know? So they'll just go to the next big town. So it's really easy for this place to just kind of exist so nebulously. do you get trapped in this place if you stop? or Because it kind of felt like you were going there. But... Kind of. So the notion is it's, like, time present. That's, like, the don't stay at the hotel. Like, don't stay here overnight because things will get weird. But if you just pull into the gas station, you're just going to be like, are you a freaking wizard running this gas station? Now I'm going to get back on the freeway as quickly as I can. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's just that notion that you can kind of get trapped into places like He this. had this magical staff, and I didn't know if he was the gas station attendant or a wizard. I assumed the latter. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that is Society Past. I, I like right. I like the whole small town feel. I really like those small town things. Where it's just everything is like held within this, you know, 20 block radius well and it's also that notion that history and like mythology always seem very far away but there's a like a lot of places where it's like man walk 15 feet out and you're in the middle of nothing you know <laughs> and it's like you're standing next to trees that are way old and it's like prehistoric stuff just like yeah, right i was there. thinking you were going to talk just more about trees well like, yeah you said you were going to talk more about trees and you haven't talked about trees at all jordan i sometimes lean on hyperbole is what i'm saying hyperbole <laughs> nice thank you cody you're welcome i, you. I got a college <laughs> degree in hyperbole <laughs> hyperbole just sound no that anyways i'm gonna do like i'm gonna toilet. make a joke that's just going to fail um so i'm gonna do my society current and this, I should probably not crack my knuckles directly into the microphone. I was going to um, give you a crap about it, but I thought it would be mean, I just, and I'm a nicer yeah, person no. than you. It is every episode, because I edit them, I just hear, da, 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 da. I'm like, yep. Um, this comes from Doggos Greeley. He's a lycanthrope scholar. <laughs> Wait, no, hang on. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> you come up with all these names, and you named a werewolf Doggos? <laughs> yes. I hope your vampire's name Bados. No, no, it's Alucard, of course. Come on, man. Oh, good, good. <laughs> Doggos. Do Do he is a scholar. Treat him with respect, Cody. Yeah, okay. Professor Doggos. That's Dr. Doggos. See, it's <laughs> Dr. Dog. There we go. Hey. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, this is going on way too long. Um, anyways, with the order scattered, things have vastly changed. We creatures of the night... What, Cody? He just what? sounds like Dr. Doggos. <laughs> yes. That, that's, that's the point. I just imagine him having big, goofy paws, but wearing, like, a very nice suit, you know? <laughs> wearing a suit, sitting at, like, a desk with a pipe. Yeah, Dr. Doggos. Yes, Dr. Doggos. 
We creatures of the night, the spirits, vampires, and such have integrated into society that were left over by the Order. We live in the cities and the ruins of the Silver Kingdoms. The kingdoms were overrun during... Were you about to say something, Gary? What? Oh, okay, cool. The kingdoms were overrun during that brief war. The vampires, being the smartest, helped lead the four countries that once stood. The lichens hunt and gather food. The zombies, though mindless, have always been good builders and are useful in the fields. Those of the forest provide vast knowledge. They have been here since the beginning of time, and they help make laws that benefit all creatures. We all do our part. The humans that did not flee with the Order stayed and learned about the other species. When the war started, the outskirts cities were the first occupied by the night creatures. The humans learned that we did not want to fight them or kill them, but rather live without conflict. You see, we were on this land living with humans long before Yanni Orso and the four brothers decided to start their crusade against our kind. The humans that abandoned the Order learned that there was nothing to fear from the spirits that created the zombies. The vampires that only drink blood provided by the waters and the lichens that can't pass on their powers. To them, a direwolf is just a really big dog. The children of each kind grow up together, learning not to hate each other as the Order once did. Together, what used to be the supernatural and the natural live harmoniously. The religion of the Golden Eagle has been revoked, and now worship of the being that created this world and all species equally has begun. Man, lichen, vampire, ghoul, and spirit are all created equally. The hate that the Order spread is slowly dying out, but the Order themselves are not dead. They live with the dream of coming back and reclaiming what they believe to be their land. They call themselves the Reclaimers and are led by the absolute ruthless leader, Zerun. They believe that what happened to this world is a blight, and by killing our kind and the humans associated with us, they can rid the world of that blight. Zerun has led his Reclaimers to overtake villages, towns, and small cities, killing women and children without second thought. Those humans who do not join the Reclaimers are beheaded and their bodies left to rot as a symbol that the Reclaimers have taken that area. Lord Edmund the 400th, vampire political leader, believes that a united army is necessary to deal with the threat of the Reclaimers. In the meantime, Yagus, I mean Sarah, has cast a great fog over the lands during the night in order to protect the combined communities we worked so hard to create. Without her, the world would be nothing. We owe everything to Sarah, the woman who saved the world. This last part comes from Zeran, the leader of the Reclaimers. Oh, we didn't die. Far from it. We stayed away from the eyes of those creatures and the fallen sinner. Sinners. They use their magic to fend us off, but we've been mining materials that can defend against magic. We imbue our silver armor and weapons with light from the sun. This gives us protection from both vampires and werewolves and allows our weapons to cut through them like butter. We have been training night by night to get stronger than we were before. The old order has created strong and ruthless warriors. Warriors that follow the religion of the Golden Eagle, Eagle and Yanni Orso's teachings to every letter. Every man and woman of our reclaimers must wear the mark of the Golden Eagle as our old symbol, the moon, has been tainted by those creatures. We know they are the strongest during the middle of the night, the witching hour, so we only attack during the day. That cursed blood moon is a symbol we will crush in order to save our people from this unholy fate. We will reclaim what was stolen from us, 
We will rip the land out from under those monsters and kill every last one of them, saving this world from demons that Yanni Orso preached against. When it is all said and done, we will take that wicked woman, Yagas, and force her to reverse her curse and bring back the sun. We will make our world great once more. So my whole... Yeah, I, I didn't want to do a great again type thing, but I also wanted to say that. But my whole thought for this world was kind of going in if like the whole Bloodborne and like Dark Souls, like the main characters were the bad guys and the monsters were the ones who were like, bro, we just want to live peacefully. What are you doing? And so that, that was yeah, more yeah, of the yeah. idea I had coming into this. And I, yeah, I yeah, think I succeeded. Sure. I'm, I'm happy with like the five pages I wrote. Look, I think we need to make Anna Orlando great again. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> make Anna Orlando great again. I need to make that a t-shirt. <laughs> um, all right. Shall we, shall we do ours? Yep. Society of the Current. Uh, let's hear from the Queen of the Vampires. <laughs> Very tempted to do a Transylvanian <clears throat> accent, but I think I'm. Oh no, you have to do it now. What? You can't just no. tease that. I'll just do British. <laughs> just I'll just evil, do British. Just very evil. Don't think for a moment I didn't earn my place on the throne. In the castle made of warm stone, the kind of heat that makes you feel alive again. I am the center of a mass of sprawling dark paradise. It is my kind's turn to live above ground, no longer hiding tucked away in coffins. The trouble with being queen of a race of near impossible to kill vampires is that there is a long line of cretans that would love to take your place. Many have tried and all have failed. Why do those crave power so deeply? Can't they just enjoy life? Well, in our cases, <laughs> death. I sense the werewolves are up to something. They won't stay underground forever. Someday they will attempt, attempt an uprising, and I will be here for it. I will lead us into the age of the vampire. Mm, this, is, this is good blood wine. <laughs> Better than usual. Uh -oh. I'll have to ask about the vintage. Where was I? Oh, yes. Our vast army is growing at such a rate the pups won't stand a chance against it. I can already taste their delicious blood as I think about it. Maybe that's the why. <laughs> Tomorrow we will begin to add yet another civilian wing to the castle. This castle, once just a puny tower surrounded by a stone wall, now is the size of many blood moons put together, as wide and sprawling as the number of corpses whose graves we've built it upon. Hellfire, am I becoming sleepy? But, <clears throat> but why? I, I just rose a mere hour ago. No. Could it be? This glass of wine, does it contain the, the vile plant poison? But why the devil would anyone think they could kill me with this? All it does is bring upon a delightful nap. <laughs> Can barely lift my arms. Bizarre. Wait. What is that? <laughs> a floating... Could it be... A floating wooden stake? Oh, but oh, surely no. they can't. Ghosts aren't capable of... Wielding such a... 
<laughs> and so the great war of this world begins. Oh, I love that. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. I was going to ask so much. I was going to ask if this was going to end with, and they're in the cave. Ah. And I was like, well, it did. I got to say, I like started out disappointed by the lack of Transylvanian, but you really sold me on it, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed that. That was awesome. It's, to- it's totally like the ghosts are just manipulating this whole thing and are just going to be puppeteering this whole war for their entertainment. Oh, man. Um, yeah, yeah, because what, what do they have and to it's lose? It's just going to be this massive war of the vampires and werewolves with the ghosts just running shit all <laughs> underneath it all. Like, What would you want to be? What would I, a, I, I mean, kind of a, I mean, we, I think the ghosts are in the best position at yeah, this right? point. It's like, what do they have to lose? Nothing. Yeah. They're kind of just in it, just having fun with it. I don't know. I like the whole vampire blood thing, so that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say, I would, I would just want to be a cartoon evil person, so I think the vampires really suck <laughs> in this one. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just want to be able to unironically go, <laughs> and not have everyone like, did you just do evil laugh? Like, yeah, that's how we laugh, apparently. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, just, that's just my laugh. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> Evidently, I have a cackle. According to Holton, <laughs> I have a witch's cackle. It's natural. Evil <laughs> witch's cackle. Oh, man. Okay, Cody, take us home. All right. I want to hear about trees. I mean, I say trees at least one time in this. Look, I'm sorry there weren't more trees. All right. Yeah, yeah you promised me trees, and I got no trees. It's, there's a supernatural forest, you know. Anyways, I have not seen Leonard in years now. I've asked around to see if he is dead, but no one really says. They just shrug and say not to think on it too much. Nowadays, when I try to think back on how I even came to be here, or that first monster I fought, I can hardly even remember. I've just become a part of this town. My day starts at Roz's diner. Hey, darling, what you up to today? You trying to find all them goats that went missing? Yeah, Roz. It's a toss-up between a hungry fire falcon, a zombie pulling a prank, or... Old Bill is going to say that he has always had these goats. Well, good luck. I leave Roz's and start chasing leads. That is my job, I guess. I don't have a badge. I just help out when monsters start stealing goats. Although, stolen goats do have to be a low point in my career. I head back to the latest farm that I had been that had been hit and try to find some gore or footprints to follow. I find both. Hooves and blood in a trail winding into the forest. Well, it's a living, I guess. I stalk into the forest carrying a slug gun, ruefully thinking, well, at least it's not muddles loader season. <laughs> I walk into the forest, lost to time. It goes quiet. It always does. The trail grows more red. Ew. Skulls and broken limbs <laughs> litter the ground. The once snowy forest grows hot, steam streaming from the ground, and I grow more nervous. I see a clear coming up, a clearing coming up. Torches ring a red ground, and in the center, a throne of skulls. On the throne sits a demon. Bloody matted fur and backwards goat legs. Oh, an actual demon. Never mind. All that comes to my mind is, huh, I've never actually seen a Satan before. (laughs) I wonder if it's 12-gauge bulletproof. I walk into the clearing, take a deep breath, and fire. I hit the demon right in the place where I assume a heart would be. (laughs) I start reloading before the prey even stands. 
Unfortunately for me, the devil is faster. He charged, and I fumbled. The sound of hooves gave both of us pause. I turned to see Leonard charging towards us, small rifle held in his hands, reins in his teeth. Without breaking stride, he fired twice. Two twenty-two caliber sized holes appear in the devil's eye where the devil's eyes used to be. Leonard slowed enough to tip his hat and rode away without saying a word. Well, I guess that's one more mystery solved. Better go back to town and keep them from killing old Bill for stealing goats. <laughs> from time to time, I still see Leonard in the woods, riding his horse, wearing his black hat and canvas jacket. People in town say he is passed on, but they also do say that that does not have the same meaning here in Bolivia. All I know is that I have been in that forest more than once and been attacked by a blood crow or a night beast, and there would be a tiny... S- Sorry, no, keep huh? going. Keep going. <laughs> and there would be a tiny snap, and a hole would appear in the creature's eye. I would turn and see a man on a horse fading into the shadows. I don't know how I got here, but I know after long years, someday I will grow to be a part of this forest story. Okay, first That's com- the end of my section. First comment. Nice. I love just it. Be, just because like, we've talked about this a little bit, Cody, but you pretty much just wrote Hellboy without Hellboy. Shut up, Jordan. I didn't write Hellboy. You wrote it's, Hellboy without Hellboy. It's distinctly different because... Garfield without Garfield, Hellboy without Hellboy. In, instead of a guy that's the son of Satan, it's a guy on a horse. That's different than Hellboy. With a horse with a... Kind of. And the second... Oh, gosh. What was the second comment I had for you? Dang it. I should have led with that one. Never mind. You're off the hook. No, but it's... This just, like, happened, like... I started writing about Indiana, so then I just put Indiana crap in there. Like, Oh, yeah. The second comment, you mentioned the Night Beast, which I want to say I, I believe is taken from my story of the Night Beast. But, you know, it could be something completely different. Okay, so what happened was I was like, okay, what scary monster would attack her that seems like she would say, like, in passing? Like, it's a weird thing that she wouldn't feel like she needs to describe. And I was like, Blood Crow. That's cool. And then I was like, comma. I can't just say blood crow, <laughs> so I'm like saber fang claw. Oh god! Like, night beast. <laughs> yeah, whatever. the night beast is the perfect name for a monster. It, yeah, it it's perfectly like, describes you know, a monster. Night beast. It, what is that? A beast that hunts at night. Duh. It perfectly describes me doing as little world building as possible. In our Which is the theme of our show. World building. <laughs> okay, well, it no. accurately reflects my feelings on how much world building there should oh be. Oh my god! But. No, we're not. We're not getting into it. <laughs> Anyways, I'm gonna roll for our next world for next week, and then we'll do our little goodbyes. Oh, that's ironic. Um, the world is 14. A very Disney world. Is yeah. it ironic because you actually rolled 14? I Yes, of course, Cody. I've had to roll 14. To get Jordan, 14. this seems like a podcast we shouldn't do alone. We should have yet another guest on. My wife loves Disney. <laughs> Crazy coincidence. Why can't you just let it flow naturally? Why can't you just... Why can't, <laughs> you know, because you Cody, pretending Cody. feels way less comfortable to me. <laughs> uh, dickhead. <laughs> just try to be PC. But, okay. Anyways, back to the show. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us on this journey through supernatural worlds. This was really, really fun to do. Um, it was a blast. Yeah, no, you guys. This was had amazing. A really thank fun you world. so much for having. If you ever want to come back, just shoot me a message, and 
in okay. a heartbeat. I kind of want to do that musical okay. world hey. at some point. I kind of want to come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that, yeah, I was getting excited for a musical world. Jordan told me that's what just, I was doing. I was already. Well, I was just afraid turning. that it was going to be like too difficult to actually come up with a musical I think, world. I think this was a good place to start, and yeah. then we can come back and do the musical. No, world. knowing the the points that we need to hit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but this was great. Definitely so a lot of fun. Us. So, quickly, plugs. What would you guys like to plug? You can talk about your stuff. Uh. Twitch.tv forward slash Holdenators Ho for Twitch, uh, Wizard and the Bruiser uh, podcast. Lex, do you have anything? Uh, I did just recently start a podcast. Awesome. It's not going to be released yet? Not or? yet, <sighs> but uh, that's more info on that coming soon. Yes. About the ladies married to gamer Nerd nerds. boys. Yep. yep. <laughs> that's actually a very good place to start. I like that. Nerd boys. Well, I can't wait to them. hear it. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can definitely attest to how great um Holden's Twitch stream is. Everybody should check that out. It's a lot of fun. They do a lot of different, just fun things on there, not just playing games. Um, Monday nights are always the best with cocktails or creep show creations. Where he'll have a friend on and just it's a lot of fun. Cody, watch Holden's stream. It's pretty much what I'm saying. <laughs> um, I have to learn how to watch Twitch. I'm like, honestly, I've tried to watch Twitch, and I'm just confused. You There's just get schedule. on, you watch people play, and you just talk <laughs> to people in chat. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> I think that's just, like, their Twitch stream is just so much fun. And just, like, I remember for our live show that we did last year, which we're going to have that coming up soon. I'll bounce that in a second. Um, Just... I got on and was like, hey, I'm going to be doing a live show. And Holden's like, okay, we're going to have 20 followers following something, I guess, by the end of <laughs> my stream. And then we got 20 followers, which was just so nice. It's like, seriously, the nicest, coolest people I've ever met online. So you guys uh, are thanks, super awesome. Cody, do you have so anything you. to plug before I get Yeah, into my- check me out at the Wandering Gamer Network. We played D&D and we played Star Wars and Crystal Heart. And now we're playing a game that I kind of made oh, called Outlaws Money. Is that released yet or what is, do you know? No, it's not. Nope, sorry. We're playing it. It's recorded. We just haven't started releasing it yet. After do you D&D, guys actually have a releasing a schedule or should I just assume Yeah, it's that every two weeks. It's every two weeks. It's bi-weekly? Or that, every, I don't know. Or every monthly. 11 weeks. Oh, also, check us out on YouTube sometime. We release Let's Play videos. Fun. What are nice. you playing? Anything good? I'm playing Borderlands. The la- there Mandy's playing Kingdom Hearts, oh <laughs> and the last thing they uploaded was Mario Galaxies. Fun, fun. All right. Um, you can check me out at something I guess zero zero at twitch.tv. I Twitch stream every Sunday, somewhere around six till somewhere around eight. <laughs> It's like it depends on when I get home. Um, and then we will be doing a live show on April 25th. We do not know what I, I would assume eight o'clock is our usual time, Cody. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So eight o'clock Sorry. Thursday, April 25th, we'll be doing live show. We do not have the world yet that will be rolled next week, but yeah, check us out on that. And um, this episode will be out in two weeks. To you guys awesome. too. Great. I'm so excited. I'm gonna plug it on my Yay. stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Thank, thank you. you so much. And thank you all for listening. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye.